Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live from the Utah RV Super Show. Come on out see us at the Mountain America Expo Center, 9575 South State Street. Gordon, let's get out to the Sprint special guest line. Get $100 off the redesigned Apple Watch 4 with a new line of service. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Joining us now, making his weekly appearance on the big show, former BYU quarterback Tanner Mangum. Tanner, what is up? How are you? Good. Doing great. Excited for this game coming up. So what's this? Gordon tells me you've been uh, you've been climbing mountains? Yeah, you know, I've been uh, trying to fill my time. <laughs> now that uh, I'm a little bit of has been, I've been uh, doing a lot of hiking this summer. I went to Mount Whitney this past weekend and climbed that mountain there. It's in, it's in California. It's the highest peak in the lower 48. So I went with some family and friends, and it was, it was an awesome trip. So uh, have you ever fully recuperated there, Tanner, or are you still uh, feeling the effects? I'm feeling a little bit. The uh, The altitude you know, got me a little bit, but uh, overall I'm doing well. I'm getting back into the swing of things. So, my last week that game, BYU-Tennessee, uh, just an incredible football game to watch. Uh, you, you know, you saw Zach Wilson make some, some really clutch plays, but how good did you feel for your former teammate, Micah Simon, when he made that game-saving play toward the end? Well, it's huge. He, he's, he's been there. It was his, his sixth year now. He, he got to 2015, right when I got back from my mission. And, and so we were, we were freshmen together this year. And so you know, I've, I've seen his growth. I've seen his progression. And I've, I've you know, worked, worked with him every single year. And, and, and he works hard. He puts, he puts in a lot of time. And, and so to, to be able to come up with those big plays in, in, that, in those big moments was awesome. You know, especially uh, at, just at, at the time, timing was 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 huge. You know, that pretty much. I don't I don't know what the win probability percentage was, but I'm sure it was pretty low. And then just just in, in the blink of an eye, all of a sudden they're in field goal range. And 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 and, and that, not only that, not only the last play though, but the, the catches leading up to it. You just you could just tell he was feeling confident. Zach was feeling confident in him. He was looking his way. A lot of the plays were designed for him. You know, he yeah, kind of had the primary route on each on those plays, and so I, I think it's a testament to uh, you know the, the coaching staff trusting him, Zach trusting him, and I and I think that comes with the work that he that he's put in to be able to be in that position to be able to make the plays uh, when when the team needed it most. Tanner uh, Tyson Williams had those nice uh, runs, including the uh, the game clincher when he was carrying, I think, half the stadium over the goal line. That was that was uh, really sort of his coming out, wasn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, I I haven't had the chance to meet Tyson, but just 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 from watching him uh, on the field on the sidelines, I, I really love his demeanor. Uh, you, you can tell he's he has experience. He's got a you know, he plays with with a lot of toughness. He runs hard, and and, and he knows what he's doing. And then I, and I, another big thing that that I've really come to appreciate is, is coach, the running backs coach AJ Stewart. He, he's a great coach. Yeah, he knows football. He knows the position well, but also he's he's really passionate, and he and he loves his players. And and you can just tell by the way he interacts with them, the way he coaches them, the way he talks with them. He loves coaching. He loves his guys. And uh, and I think you can see it with the way that he, he coaches Tyson. He, and so I think that, that the running backs group uh, with, with Tyson and then Mokini, 
And I think there's there's some growth that is going to come as the season progresses. I think the running game can do a um, has a lot to work on. I, I think the statistics show that, but I think there's potential, and I think that showed uh, at, on Saturday. And I think there were moments where we saw okay, there's potential there. You know, this this running game can can take off and, and can can provide big plays when we need it. So now it just needs, needs to become more of a consistent focus. Tanner Mangum with us, former BYU quarterback, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And, Tanner, I'm sure you noticed BYU is, is running an incredible amount of RPOs. Take us through an RPO from a quarterback standpoint. What are you looking at to make the, the right decision on what to do? Well, it's it's something that's very common all across football now. It's in college and in the NFL now. It, it, it's evolved, um, and it's, it's become a big staple for a lot of offenses. And I think you'll see a lot of it. From a, a lot of it from USC as well. It, just, it puts it puts the defense in a, in a bind, and that's the whole goal of it: is to force key defenders on the defense to be torn between playing the run or playing the pass. And so, as a quarterback, you each each, each RPO comes with a key defender. A key defender is a defender that you have to read, that you have to look at when you're when you're at the line of scrimmage and you're you know holding the ball, putting it into the stomach of the running back. But your eyes are looking at the key defender to see how he plays it. If he plays the run, if he comes up, he squeezes, then you're going to pull it and throw the pass behind it. But if he stays wide, if he stays deep, if he doesn't pursue the run, then you can just hand it off. And just that, that hesitation by the defender can be enough to give the running back a little more running room and the opportunity to gain a few more yards. But if he squeezes, that provides the receiver just enough time, just enough room to get open. And so... You see it a lot because it, uh, it, it it provides versatility. It allows an offense to, to be multifaceted. They can they can either run it or pass it. And I thought Zach did a great job with his reads of um, giving it when he needed to, but then pulling it when he had the opportunity to be aggressive. You know, every now and then you'll make mistakes, and there are a couple. You know, there, there's always going to be times where you look back and realize, ah, I should have given it, or I, I could have pulled it there. But overall. Zach does a good job of trusting his reads, knowing what he's looking at, and um, and just and doing what the defense dictates. And I think uh, if they continue to do that, it can, it can provide a lot of a lot of explosive plays for them. Speaking of explosive plays, we saw that out of USC, the team BYU is facing, and Utah gets them the following Friday night. A keyed by a 18-year-old freshman quarterback, and I know. An inexperienced quarterback who comes on is called on to uh, pull off some some big plays is something that you can't relate to at all, Tanner. But uh, I guess you you were a little older than this kid was. But uh, still, what how difficult is it for a quarterback who has never seen really a whole lot of action to step in and do what this Slovis kid did against Stanford? Uh, it's it's pretty impressive what he did, uh, especially against a, a Stanford defense that. Historically, it's, it's been one of the tougher defenses in the Pac-12, but he came in with a lot of poise, a lot of confidence. And I think another big thing that played into it was, was the confidence and poise of his offensive coordinator, Graham Harrell, who, despite having a new freshman, you know, first play of the game comes out empty and just kind of sends a message to the, to the other team saying, hey, you know, we don't care that we have this new freshman quarterback. We're going we're gonna to still play aggressive. We're still going to stick to what we do. We're going to spread it out. We're going to throw the ball down the field and, 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 and come up with these big explosive plays regardless of, of who's in who's in, who's in at quarterback. 
And and so I think that that combination of that confidence, that swagger from you know from the OC to the quarterback was was impressive to watch, impressive to look at on film. And I think it's it's, it's one of those things, Gordon, where you just you never know. Some a lot of players can be really good in practice. They can be really good in high school. They can have a lot of good tape or good potential. And for some reason or another, they don't pan out on Saturdays when uh, you know when the game is on the line. You just never know who who kind of has that that it factor, so to speak. But I think, uh, you know, Keaton Slovis showed that he has it, that he's got confidence, that he's not phased by the big moment. Um, and I, I think Zach Wilson showed that last year as well. It's just, you know, even though they're, they're young, you know, 18 years old or 19 years old, fresh out of high school, they have confidence. They know what they're capable of. They, they know what their arms are capable of, the throws that they can make. And they don't worry about, uh, the age difference. They don't worry about the uh, the noise of the crowd or the or the hype that's surrounding them. They just go out and play their game, and I think that's a big thing. That you know, there's a lot of young freshman quarterbacks that are playing um, across the country, and, and while yeah, while freshman mistakes are a thing and youth does come into play at times, I think more and more freshmen are showing that they're poised, that they're confident, that they can they can play with anyone, and uh, and I and I think Slovis is a prime example of that, and he's. He's got to be feeling confident after what he did last week, and I think he's going to be. Uh, you know, I think he's going to be a, a, a force to be reckoned with this week and, and in the weeks to come. A follow up on that, real quick. If you were a defensive coordinator, Tanner, would you go after this kid? Would you try to pressure him into mistakes, or would you drop guys back into coverage? So that's 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 the million dollar question this week, and it's, it's a very tough dilemma because you looked at USC. Uh, well, I guess first of all, let's look at, at BYU's defensive line and, and, and the pressure or the lack thereof that, that, that BYU's defensive line has created. You know, last, last year, uh, you know, we were ranked uh, you know, towards the very bottom of, of sack rate. Uh, we weren't able to generate too much pressure. And then in, in the first two games this year, we've only gotten to the quarterback once. And, and so I think that's, that's an area of concern uh, is, is on BYU's defense is the lack of pressure created. Um, and so if you, if, you do, if you do decide to send more pressure, if you decide to say, okay, you know, we need to get more pressure on the quarterback, let's blitz more, let's, let's create more pressure, the, the downside to that is that you put your defensive secondary in a very tough position. You leave your DB, your corners on islands, you leave your, your secondary uh, very exposed and against the, an explosive USC offense with amazing skill players, amazing receivers uh, that, that USC has, that, that's a very tough uh, ask of your defense. And so I think it's it's going to be tough because if you if you blitz, if you pressure, uh, you leave your secondary exposed. But if you if you sit back in zone, then you leave a very talented quarterback with a lot of time to scan the field calmly and uh, and pick apart your defense. And so I think. It's, it's, it's going to be a very interesting uh, aspect of the game is, is how Coach Tuiaki, the defensive coordinator for BYU, decides to, to play it. <laughs> Tanner Mangum with us, former BYU quarterback on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Tanner, uh, BYU under Coach Sataki has been much better against P5 opponents on the road than they have been at home. Is that just a coincidence or is there a reason for that? I've been thinking the exact same thing. I've been I've been thinking about that uh, just in my time at BYU and the, the success that uh, we had. You know, I played a year with Coach Mendenhall and two years with Coach Sataki, and it was always so interesting to think about those the big road victories that we had. Um, and I don't, I really don't know. I I 
I, I want to say I want to say it's coincidence. I, I don't think that we play worse at home um, for for any other reason other than we we were playing some good opponents that make make good plays, and then we 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 hurt ourselves with with turnovers and, and things like that. Um, but I think uh, regardless whether you're on the road or whether you're at home, you have to be able to create momentum. You have to be able to create energy for yourself. And at home, you know, it can be easier to do that when you have the home crowd supporting you. Um, but I, 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 I saw it on Saturday again in Tennessee where, you know, there, there's, there's lulls. There's moments where there's no energy. It's just kind of, you're, you're kind of uh, playing a little bit lackluster, a little bit mediocre. But then you start playing aggressive and you create some big plays and then you get, you get energy off of that. And then what comes from that is confidence. And uh, and so, I, but I think you have to do that wherever you are, and, and, and at, at home, you have to do it just as much as at home as you do on the road. And I think I think this Saturday will be big, playing against a very explosive USC team. I think USC is going to they're going to they're going to create points. They're going to have big plays. They're going to have big moments that, that will make them confident. So then it's up to BYU to respond, to play aggressive, to to create big plays, but to then create their own confidence, and um, and you know. And, if we get on that uh, that right side of, of winning at home and, and, and you know being, beating a ranked opponent at home as opposed to on the road. Tanner, hey, man, we always look forward to hearing from you each and every week. Thank you so much for the insight, and uh, enjoy the game this weekend. Hey, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thanks, buddy. Tanner Mangum, former BYU quarterback. And, man, I, I've said this uh, a couple times before, but it's going to be fun having him on all season because he – that's ter- terrific insight. I loved his answer on the RPO because BYU is doing a ton of that. Yeah. And how a quarterback reaches that decision I, I find fascinating because they're putting so much on to Zach Wilson to make the right decision and put the offense in the right place. Like That's a, that's a really big responsibility. And the, uh, the whole idea of what do you do defensively against a team like USC, you've been bringing up over and over again, they've got these explosive wide receivers, and you've got a quarterback who has shown that he is capable of getting the ball to those guys in a very effective way. So is BYU's defensive secondary capable of shutting those receivers down? No. Well, the the front uh, the defensive front really has not shown the capability of pressuring a quarterback without some assistance with extra resources coming alongside and then when you do that then guess what it does it depletes the pass coverage even more I think they're going to have to use that extra assistance I really do hmm. and by extra assistance of course I mean find out where they're having team breakfast and figure <laughs> out a way. To you know, you uh, like like uh, you the, the dumb and dumber you know approach where you you, you get a lot of laxative. <laughs> not, no, that, I I think they're gonna be, uh, that would that would be downright dirty. I think they're gonna have to figure out a way to to drop some quick blitzes. I really do. I I I don't think they'll be able to guard those receivers for long, regardless of how many people they drop back. So, so wonder, they're gonna have to figure out a way to rattle the cage of the young guy. I wonder what Graham Harrell is thinking right now. Is he thinking exactly that? So what do you do then? Quick hitters? Well, you make you know, sure you, you, you trust you the... You take three-step drops and fire the ball? You, what? Well, first of all, you make sure you trust the staff who's serving the breakfast <laughs> and watch them like a hawk. <laughs> so breakfast is the key. Breakfast is the key. 
All right. Uh, no, I don't know what you It's uh, Probably what you do is you score a bunch of points because you're going to have to. To keep up, you get me? You get where I'm, I'm going? Like the offense is going to have to be good because USC is going to score. Yeah, but I'm talking about from Graham Harrell's pr- perspective. What is he? Is he going to play into the whole idea that, okay, look, they're going to bring blitzes. And and my freshman quarterback has to unload the ball in a hurry. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna probably run routes to get the ball out quickly. That's, and once I mean, those receivers the get the, I mean, they are capable of, you know, a juke move here or there, and all of a sudden right. yards after the catch, man. I see where you're going. You were from Graham Harrell's perspective. Yes, I, I apologize. I got a little. Were you daydreaming thing. over there? <laughs> no, I got lost in my in my breakfast poisoning story. <laughs> You really gave that a lot of thought, uh, yeah, didn't I you? Yeah, I did. I got a little You're lost remembering there. every detail of that whole <laughs> episode. You break into where they're going to have breakfast, and then, yeah, no, I got, you know, got a little carried away. Sorry. Didn't that happen to the Utes during practice a number of years ago? Remember? They when, got poisoned? No, they didn't get poisoned, but all of a sudden, you know, they had the bubble gut thing going <laughs> on. Yeah, and, I don't know. I, I don't know. Mm. Okay, I don't want to think about it. I don't either. All right. We'll have more from the RV Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.